Welcome to the Combat Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peacock. This is the season two capstone episode. So I like to do these episodes because I can speak to you guys, the audience, to update you on what's happening with the podcast at the end of each season, uh, even if you're not on the email list. If you're not on the email list, I encourage you to get on it. That's combatlearning.com slash transfer, combatlearning.com slash transfer. You're going to get a paper that I wrote that's going to get you up to speed on the motor learning and control those uh, areas of discipline as well as the transfer of learning concept. You're also going to get a cheat sheet on transfer of learning so that you can hit the ground running designing your exercises, and I hate to say drill, but your exercises and your drills in a way that transfer maximally from practice to whatever your performance context is, whether that's competition or self-defense or anything else. So commentlearning.com slash transfer. You also won't miss any of the episodes as they come out, so you can get all the valuable knowledge that I'm publishing here on the Combat Learning Show. Um... So I set a goal for myself to have more actual scientists or researchers on the podcast in season two than season one. And I did, I had two instead of one. Um, we've obviously we've had more science-y kind of episodes, but not all of them actually have people that are practicing in this field and, and doing any sort of original research related to motor learning and educational psychology. Um, so maybe season three, hopefully I'll have three on. I'm actually not too concerned about having so many researchers on because those, those episodes are so information dense. Uh, so I think it's a good, it's good punctuation to the podcast to have those, um, at, at various intervals instead of, you know, every other episode or every episode. So it works well. Also, you guys seem to really like the, the audience seems to really like the more, down-to-earth practitioner type of ones where I talk to somebody who's actually in the trenches trying to do this stuff or doing interesting things in martial arts pedagogy and training methodology. So that's awesome. Um, so I don't really, I don't feel like I need to have the scientists on every other episode, but they are really, really nice. And those tend to be extremely valuable, extremely eye-opening episodes. I've already got one in the bag for season three, and I'm hoping to get a, a few more in the bag as well. Um, with that, I'd like to talk about, uh, I've met quite a few people in the jujitsu, the MMA scene, the boxing, all that kind of stuff that are really into the podcast. But most of the people that I've met are actually in the Taekwondo and karate community. And they seem to be really the most receptive, uh, the most interactive. And they seem to like they really are what really wanting this content right now. So I'm going to niche down a little bit more towards them. I'm not going to stop doing stuff towards kickboxing and MMA and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, especially Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Those, those seem to be the guys that I get on here the most. But I know that some of the guys that, are, that I've discovered, I've been listening to their podcasts over the last few months, they've now discovered me and we've been talking to each other. So there's other people in the ecological dynamics, constraints-led community that are in martial arts, doing actual martial arts. Most of those guys are like boxers and uh, MMA people. So uh, I will definitely be doing more of that content. But I think that I'm going to be in between those sorts of episodes. Most of that's going to be 
oriented towards Taekwondo and karate. So I hope if you're a jujitsu person that you'll take what I do in the Taekwondo karate themed episodes that you will think of how you can apply that to your own striking um, and not tune out. So I hope you guys don't tune out for that. I really hope the Taekwondo and karate guys don't tune out for the jujitsu MMA themed episodes either. So please, I challenge you, whatever you, whatever line you follow along, whatever, whatever martial art it is that you do, whatever style it is that you do, try to, try to take something out of each episode. So moving on, you've probably already figured this out. We're on a monthly publishing cadence once a month. Um, if we blew up, I would consider doing a bi-weekly again, but uh, it was just too much with my with my with my full-time job and everything. It was too much for me and my brother to record, edit, and produce those episodes on a bi-weekly basis, even with trying to to um, record them beforehand. I tend to record in batches, so if I don't get all 10 done, it's like me racing against time to try and get all the episodes I need to release on a biweekly cadence so that so that everything is uh, squared away for that season. Um, the seasons also end pretty fast. Like, you know, you, you, you can do 10 episodes in um, a few months. And this way I can do an entire season and it'll spread out over most of the year actually. So the season per year model actually seems really nice. Uh, but again, if the podcast blows up and people are just really, really devouring them and they can't get enough of it, um, then I will consider going back to a, a twice a month model and maybe we'll just do more content per season or we'll do something else. We'll do multiple seasons per year. There's, there's all sorts of things that I can do, but um, only if we reach that point. Right now, uh, listenership has grown. It is more consistent, but it's still really modest, really, really modest. So we're only at a couple hundred views on average per episode re release, um, which is not huge, but it is cool. It's cool that we went from zero listeners, zero people that even knew anything about we were talking about or who I was or any of that. And all of a sudden there's roughly 200 people who know my name and come back on a regular basis to to listen to the content I put out. So that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, a housekeeping item. I've not been good about asking my my guests to give their contact information in the episode, but their contact information is always in the show notes. So if you either don't finish the episode, but you want to check up on a guy, or for whatever reason I forgot to ask, or uh, it got edited out on accident or something, that information is always in the liner notes. So please check that out. Something really exciting or an exciting development for the podcast is I have a sponsor and um, I don't take on sponsors frivolously, but this one is one I'm working closely with. And I will announce that um, in the start of the new season and we'll, we'll start putting a plug in for them. Uh, a little bit of a taster for the upcoming content I said that I had a scientist in the bag. Excellent, excellent episode. But I have a couple of other episodes that I was going to release first. These are highly unstructured 
and I'm going to have to cut them up into several installations. They are very freeform conversation style, which is, I guess, not incredibly dissimilar to what I already do. We have one or two episodes that are like that, but they are not quite as structured around a series of questions. They're more open-ended conversations. So um, uh, there's one about Korean martial arts red pills with Daniel Marino from the Naihanchi Project. That one's probably going to have to be three episodes because we hit it off. We were fast friends. And we, oh man, we talked for probably almost three hours. So, uh, and then there's there's uh, How You're Wrong About Olympic Taekwondo with Thomas Husky, who was on before in season one. Um, with the Olympics, uh, the Olympics are going to be a, a big thing for the next month. So I'm going to try to release that in the next couple of weeks. Olympic Taekwondo, Everyone's talking about it on Facebook. Everyone's talking about it on Reddit. And most of the press is negative. And I firmly believe that most of the negative press is um, either deeply mistaken because it's it's rooted in ignorance around the actual sport as it is now um, or else it's, it's over-exaggerated. I think a lot of it's over-exaggerated, like whether or not it's dynamic or whatever. Um, we're we're going to discuss that in scathing depth. Uh, Taekwondo, Olympic Taekwondo is not as bad as you think it is. Um, and a lot of the prejudice around Olympic Taekwondo is exactly that. It's prejudice. And it's mostly based in double standards. So no matter who you are, you're going to want to listen to that. I'm cutting it up into two episodes because the way that we recorded the conversation, um, it started at... Uh, uh, rebutting claims from outside of Taekwondo. And then, and then we, we, t- we turned our guns towards people inside Taekwondo um, that, that are creating problems with Olympic Taekwondo as well. So lastly, I want to remind you a second time, if you're not already on the email list, please get on the email list, combatlearning.com slash transfer. And I will see you in season three.